Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WizWit Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Drew, and I once bruised my ribs by tripping over my bathtub wall and falling onto the toilet. True story. Uh, with me, as always, are my co-hosts. We got Chef Devin. Hey, what's up? I think the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the cup this year. Okay, we'll get back to that. <laughs> Uh, we got, we got the, we got that Kush guy. Yeah. Um. So, Ryan Ellis, gotta talk about him. We will, we will, we will get there. And we have a special guest this week, guys. Well, this month episode, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we got our buddy Jordan. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Brian Elliott is gonna win the visa. Oh God. There we go. Some hot takes. I this guy, <laughs> this guy knows a lot. <laughs> Honestly, you just discredited yourself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're just going to skip over the Vesna thing because that's not even – that's just impossible. Uh, Ryan Ellis got paid. Yeah, so, and I got and paid. So Ryan. Ryan Kushner I got paid. And and the Kush, he got paid. He won some pizza <laughs> off a bet that he kept a screenshot of a thing for like three months. It was incredible. Uh, when somebody tells me to screenshot something, I immediately screenshot it. Because it's not oh, like it was God. a bet. It was like screenshot this, and you'll I'm, get free food. And I was like, okay. I'm <laughs> honestly scared. Can you give some background on the conversation? Because I honestly don't remember that at all. So, so our friend we were saying, all right, go ahead. Yeah, so Joe was talking about Shane Gosses Bears contract. Because at the time it was signed, I think he was arguing that it wasn't that great of a deal. And most of us were saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, most of us were saying that it was, and I brought up the point that when Ryan Ellis is, uh, signs an extension on his contract, that he's going to get more than Gosses Bear. I believe the, the the proper inflection would he's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe was like, no, if he makes more than $4.5 million a year, screenshot this. And I did. And I he made $6.25 million a year over eight years. It's actually, I think six something. I'm looking at uh, it's, I'm looking at the cap hit, sir. Six point two five. Yeah, so, six something. Like yeah, I that's said. what I just said. And then you said it's yeah, actually six said, something. You said, I thought you said five something. And then okay. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot though for Ryan Ellis. <laughs> I don't know. Ryan Ellis is one of the best defensemen in the league. Oh, yeah, top five. Fair... He's very good, but I just think six point two five is a lot. Nah, he's fine. It is, but the cap. It's going, yeah. It's the cap's yeah. going up too. Cap's so. going up. I think it's a fair deal for him. I don't like. I think Shane Gosses bears overall a better defenseman than Ryan Ellis. Right. But I think at Ryan Ellis' stage in his career now, he was going to get that or more in free agency. So true. He's only twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah Gosses bear twenty-five. This will take Ellis through his prime. It's a fine deal. It's not. Super hard to move him if they ever got real tight against the cap wall. I mean, through his prime, is, is, is he signed through twenty twenty seven now? And there's no no movement clause, which Nashville I think doesn't even have any of those, or they only have. Uh, let me check. Which is pretty no insane. movement clauses. They have one, and it's Pecorino. Yeah. Well, that's kind of sucks. But well, he's got one year still, left on his deal. I think so teams are starting hard. to move away from that no movement clause because uh, a lot Detroit. of teams are getting beat. <laughs> yeah, they're well, getting hurt by that. Detroit has just out of curiosity. Uh, all right. Uh, while while I'm doing that, um, <laughs> what the hell did you just say about Toronto winning this cup? Oh yeah, they're gonna win the cup. 
Uh-huh. I thought yeah. last I thought they, last time you were a, saying they weren't. They have a great one-two center punch. They have one of the top ten best goalies in the NHL, and they have two great young defensemen. Uh, I'm like 96 percent sure what Kush just said was right, and you said that they were going to flounder in our last hot take. <laughs> yeah, no, I, wanna... I just I just wanted to be right no matter what. And also, <laughs> Detroit has 10 no movement or no trade clauses. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's awful. No, I, I actually I'm just like. The NHL put out their top ten goalies, and Frederick Anderson was on there. So, I like, don't understand how. Yeah, I can't get behind that. Me and George, me and George, were talking about that the other day. How Frederick Anderson is just hot garbage, and I, I, I just hate him. I don't think Carey he's hot garbage, but he's. I don't think he's one of the ten best goalies. He's pretty hot garbage. Was Carey Price on that list? He yes, he admit. was like two or three. Or, yeah. No, he wasn't. I don't know. No, I he know had to have been. I think he's, no, the, you he's know the top-rated goalie in NHL 19. I know that. Which That's like, what it was. It, was, yeah. it wasn't the top ten from last year or whatever NHL was doing. It's EA Sports rated him like their top goalie or something. Yeah. Which, I get it. He had one bad year last year, but it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough, though, because it's like Montreal was also very, very bad. So, like, I don't know, but... It is concerning because he does make like what fifteen billion dollars. So doesn't that contract <laughs> kick in now? Yeah, like this is yeah, the big contract. The yes, and then the eight years, no move clause. Speaking yeah, of Montreal, and did so. You, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, in Montreal, Max Pacioretty has like this huge golf charity tournament, and it's like a really big deal in Montreal. Like it gets television coverage, and it's like it's huge, and. Uh, <laughs> He is. It's, he's in a contract year. Like negotiations are going really bad, and there's a video of Mark Bergevin like going to the tournament, and there's like this really like three minute awkward exchange between the two of them. It's hilarious. So if you have time, you should check that out. Were they talking about the contract extension? Or no, like if he's gonna no. Sign? It, it was just a big controversy because everyone's like, "Ooh, the GM hasn't confirmed that he's going to this golf tournament." So like, it blew up. <laughs> And then, like, on the day of the tournament, the Montreal's Twitter said, we can confirm the GM will be there. That's so, hilarious. Like, there was, like, 50 cameras taking pictures. And they took a picture next to a giant C for, like, because Max Paxaretti is the captain. And it's, like, they almost traded him at the draft. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, there's a thing you guys should look at. And it's very concerning because I love Carey Price. But he has a 918 career save percentage and a 246 goals against. And Frederick Anderson is very, very similar. He has a 918 and a 255. Wow. That is almost identical. Very, very close. But if you take their wins and losses and consider them back to back, Frederick Anderson actually has a higher win percentage. (laughs) And Carey Price. I I think that's fair. How bad was Price's year last year? Bad. Price had a he went bad year. 16, like 26, and 7 with a 311 and a 9. Oh, yeah, that had to really like tank his numbers like overall. Plus, he yeah, played that hurt, real, but... so that win that win loss percentage is going to be awful. Because before the year started last year, I'm pretty sure everyone would have agreed that Carey Price was like the best goal. Yes, yeah, so, well, yeah. between 2016, 2015, 2014, and 2013, his save percentage was above a 927 or okay. a 923. So, yeah, last year was his worst, and the years before that, when he was very young, he was eh, 9-12, So, Whenever I think of Carey Price, I always think of R.J. Umberger slapping the puck out of his glove and scoring a goal. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I love Dave and RJ Umberger like swung a stick in his hand. So, so this top ten goalies list this is from the bottom up. It's John Gibson. I don't know if he's top ten yet, but he's definitely going to be there. Frederick Anderson, who we've I've already said I hate. Took a Rask, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Pecorino, Flurry, Quick, Cara Hellebuck's four after one good year. I don't nah. know how he. Nope. I don't know Wait, how you get the four, four overall. Four overall. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Andre Vasilevsky, who started off high and made some great saves, but his numbers are honestly aren't good enough to be number three. I think he's top ten, but not number three. Braden Holpe, which I think is highly overrated just because the guy played well in the playoffs, but he didn't start the playoffs because of how bad he was playing. And Bob. I, I think Bob probably is – I don't know. I think it's Bob and – Price or should be one too. weird because he does collapse in the playoffs. I don't know if it's a hundred percent on him, but it's it's almost like Pecorino in the playoffs. Do you remember or like years ago when Bob was like so bad to start the year, like so incredibly bad, and it was like it's supposed to be a year where the Columbus is going to be good, and like for like two months, like he couldn't do anything. Got his coach fired. That's when John Tortorella came in. Yeah, I remember that. They like turned around one of Vesna. But here's the fan vote for that same list. Again, starting from 10 to 1, Tukarask, Henrik Lundqvist, Carter Hellebuck, Bobrovsky, Vasilevsky, Carey Price at 5, Jonathan Quick, Pecorine, Braden Holpe stays at 2, but the number one goaltender, according to the fan vote, is Marc-Andre Fleury. I love the fans. They're always right. Listen. They, I feel like they got the bottom of the list a lot better. Yeah. At the top. <laughs> yeah. They were like the bottom. I mean, Bob Rowski should be at the top. Yeah, he was. Was he even on the fan list at all? The fan list. He was number seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He should be at the top. But like, it's just fans voting. There's not a lot of Columbus fans. There's a ton of True. Penguins fans that are probably voting for Flurry. And you know, Matt Murray's left off both of these lists. Yeah, he had a bad year. I, think I don't he think he might be better than Frederick Anderson, though. I don't think people in Pittsburgh are, like, super high on Matt Murray, though, because he had a weird year. And after he seeing was... what Flurry just did. I yeah. Think I think they're kind of upset because I think they loved Flurry, and Matt mm-hmm. Murray pretty much booted him out of town. Yeah. So, like, I mean. Like, I see a lot of mixed reactions on Twitter from for Matt Murray from Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. Which is insane because he's young and, like, he's – yeah, he had a weird year last year, but no goalie's going to have a perfect career, no matter who you are. Huh? I've decided ever since I've uh, went to bat for Steve May for like five years that I'm just no longer going to have opinions on any goalie long term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, goalies are stupid anyway. Who needs hey. True. hey. I hate all goalies. <laughs> yeah, goalies, goaltenders are like the worst. For those who don't know, Jordan is a goaltender. And he's terrible. Is that what he okay. does? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, when he feels like it. Yeah, sometimes. Um, but moving on from our. Oh, wait, were we talking about George or Drew? <laughs> <laughs> I coach. Thank you very much. <laughs> I no longer play goaltending. Gold, I, yep. We're moving on. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Ray. I'm going to have Katuria had another entry. Uh, same MCL that he tore in the playoffs, but a different spot on the MCL. Um, so that's uh, 
uh, kind of ideal. Um, he didn't have surgery in the offseason. He just rec- uh, recovered naturally. Um, and he is expected to participate in training camp. Uh, Hextall was quoted as saying, we anticipate Sean participating partially at the start of camp and then halfway through camp, we believe he'll be full go and participating in the last number of preseason games. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Um, I mean, it's, it's not the same. What did he tear his MCL? So it's not, it's the same knee, but it's not it's the same spot on the MCL. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, I don't know. I trust the Flyers medical staff, um, Way more than I trust the Sixers med- med- medical staff. So that's true. <laughs> think, uh, I think. I mean, if he if he can play, if he can play, fine. But you know, if it's still bothering him, sit him out the first week or two. Yeah, I think. Fine I think me. the the biggest part of that is it's now gonna give more playing time to Morgan Frost in the training camp, and I think that's a good thing because yeah, I never need some exposure. You never wish an injury on somebody. But it happened at a very good time for Morgan Frost to make an opportunity for himself. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I am a little like, Katori has hurt his knee three times. I mean, he hurt his other knee a couple years ago. Yep. Left knee, I think. All right. And this is his right knee. That's correct. And then two MCL tears. And, you know, this, I mean, he heard it at like a charity game or something. And it was like non contact. So, I mean, yeah. A little worrisome. You but, don't want to go anywhere near uh, Rakugudis in practice because he'll take your knees out too. <laughs> yeah, so, that's I mean, maybe that's why they're holding him out of training camp. Rakugudis, <laughs> you're not yeah, allowed to hurt us. <laughs> I think um, with uh, with hockey, this isn't like it's not like Carson Wentz. It's it's different. They can wear knee braces and skate through this. I mean, he scored a goal with a tear with two with a tear. In the playoffs, so yeah, didn't Joe Thornton play through like two rounds of uh playoffs a few years ago with a torn yeah. ACL or some shit? Yeah, was it Thornton? I thought no, it was um Bergeron. Bergeron. Bergeron did it with the, the, a tear in his ribs. Did it too, but he did it with a yeah. tear in his ribs. Uh, he did it with like a busted up shoulder and a busted up knee. Yeah, that was sure, the craziest thing I've heard. I'm pretty yeah. sure Joe Thornton did it too. Just the just the ACL, not the myriad of other injuries yeah yeah so it's not like it's not like oh my god he's gonna be out for a year or something it's gonna be fine like preseason it's not a big deal okay so he had a separated shoulder a broken rib torn cartilage in his ribs and a small hole in his lung this is bergeron that was bergeron that's what the year they won the cup right yes yeah that's fantastic that's how that's that's the definition of hockey right there that is like eight different things yeah well he could (laughs) that's why he wins the uh what is it? The um, the best defensive forward award every year. Selkie. Yeah, Selkie. yeah. That's why he wins it. Cause as mm-hmm. soon as he did that, everybody's all the hockey media guys are jizzing all over him now. Mm-hmm. So with uh, with Couturier coming off a seventy six point season, production's going to go down. Stay the same. Now with this injury. Um, I mean, it might go down a little bit, but like you know, it's. I don't. I think he'll have a between like a 60 and 70 point season, not a drastic difference from last year. I can um, result that. Yeah, his injury doesn't change my uh, expectation at all. So, I mean, that's I'm fair. Hoping he, uh, I hope he repeats this year again. <laughs> I think yeah. if Braden Shen can do it, then he can easily do it. Dude, apparently Braden Shen's name holds some weight in St. Louis. Like they were interviewing Ryan O'Reilly the other day, and yeah, they were talking points. about 
I know. They were talking about playing with elite players like Tarasenko and Shen. I was like, weird. Shen, I, listen, Shen was good here. Like, he I was think he just compliments well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, but uh, you're not going to put Braden Shen with nobodies and produce. you got to play no, with people. No. He's got to play with people, yeah. Correct. Like, that's why I don't think he's elite because he can't play by himself. Like a Conor McDavid, even like he, don't, he can be out there by himself and score goals on you. So well, one on five. I mean, that's how he basically scores half his goals. Exactly. So because Edmonton doesn't have a team. <laughs> yeah. But uh, house concerns moving forward for Katoria? What do you guess? I mean, not anything out of, out, than I, you know, more than I had before. It's every always time, kind of concerning. Time checked, I'll be scared. Yeah, I mean, uh, beginning of the season is going to be kind of like he's going to skate near a guy, and I'm going to hold my heart in my throat, you know? That's not really but, any different for than it ever is, though. Anytime any one of our important players gets hit, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. So, get up, get up. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he should be fine. Yeah. He's got the best doctors in the world, so. True. Great medical facilities here in Philadelphia. Well, camp opens up uh, September 14th. So uh, next podcast, we're definitely going to get more into the Flyers. But we're going to move on um, from that. I think we're all good with that. And we're going to talk about NBC. Um, they're changing their well hockey schedule in general. But they're no longer doing the Wednesday night rivalry because, uh, honestly, they didn't have rivalries to touch on. Um, they're a little bit out of touch with that, you know, putting Buffalo against Detroit. And who really wants to see that? Uh, but, yeah, they're going to showcase more teams, uh, more Canadian on Canadian teams, which is like the first time in a very long time that they're going to do that. Um, so yeah, thoughts on this? I think it's good because then they can stop trying to sell us fake rivalries, and now we get to see matchups like Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews and yeah. John Tavares and all that, which is so. amazing. No, I just appreciate it because there's back to back games on now, so I can go right from one game to the other instead of staying up late at nine o'clock and. Yeah, they, earlier, so. they are going to broadcast 109 total games across NBC exactly. Sportsnet and NBC. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited about the. I'm super excited about Rivalry Night being dead because I hated it so much. Everyone hated it. It was a joke. It was dumb. But, well, uh, the, the things that – like they had a grasp at Rivalry. So basically if you played each other in the Stanley Cup 30 years ago, it's a Rivalry still today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, like you said the other day, the Flyers and the Red Wings, they're really yeah. not rivals, but no. it's a, a rivalry game to them because they played in the finals years yes. ago. Flyers-Blackhawks, same thing. Because yeah, like, we need to have a Wednesday night rivalry every week of the season, and that's, like, impossible. So, like, they had to put on stupid, barely rivalry I think, games. I think Twitter's time. slowly fixing everything wrong with the NHL. Slowly. Because yeah, I mean, people complain about it enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really... I'm digging the idea that they're going to, like, take the show on the road and kind of do, like, the college game day kind of thing and have, like, the NBC intermission and stuff and pre- and post-game, like, in that city. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I'm going to be excited to finally see some Canadian teams from time to time, like, instead of, like, getting lucky and having it being on the NHL network. Yeah. I really just hope – I don't know when the NHL's TV deal runs out with NBC. Uh, it's, like, for forever. It would be kind of cool if, like, hockey games were not just on NBC. Like, I don't know why they did that, where it's just, like, one channel. Because didn't, like, NBC just outright out, or outbid ESPN, who wasn't bidding that much in the first place yep. for the TV rights? Well, I think the story goes the NHL left ESPN because they were upset with how they were putting them on, like, their third and fourth channels. And then they made a deal with 
the outdoor network after the lockout, and then the outdoor network was purchased by NBC, rebranded as Versus, and then Comcast bought NBC. It was like a whole big thing. So like now we're here and it's just NBC. But yeah, NBC owns through the 2021 uh, season. Okay, so TV television rights. Yeah. Because they signed in 2011. Next year, next and next deal, split it up between a couple of different networks. Increase your exposure over different channels. Yeah, I would like to see uh, ESPN come back. Get the. Yeah, I mean, kind of like sacrilegious, but like. Yeah, considering they don't know what hockey is half the time, so. We'll have more material, I guess, to use sure. on Twitter. Sure. Well, no, uh, we'll, we'll get less Pierre. Oh, exactly. So I was watching that. Um, it was Calgary versus Tampa in two thousand four or two thousand two, two thousand four, mm-hmm. and it was on ABC. And it was just like I was like, this broadcast is so much better than what NBC does with uh, Pierre Maguire between the benches, and you know, I, I like Doc, but he, you know. Honestly, if they really wanted to take off in terms of ratings, they should hire Cozy <laughs> between the benches because oh or my just god, bring back Coach's corner. Can we talk about that? I miss Coach's Corner. <laughs> I do miss that too. Why is Coach broadcast team? Because he's kind of like, because I was like, whenever I am in the car listening on the radio, he's. I think he's just kind of drunk. But I think he's always <laughs> drunk. <laughs> he's got he's got he's his case so hands, amazing so right next to him so. in the broadcast booth. <laughs> like he's not like Chris Terrian is the most boring person in the world. Well, you know, Jimmy. It is like Chris Terrian. Chris Terrian's better at it, but he's all. He's very boring. Very, very boring. Yeah, I don't want to hear what you get upset when a guy decides to like carry it into blue line instead of chipping it in. Like he's he's better on the radio than he would be on TV. Well, he had that one rant against Crosby. Crosby, yeah, (laughs) against it was uh, with uh, Brain Chen and the glove incident. In the yeah. playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. really upset. And... Oh, last time the Flyers won a won playoff a uh, playoff series was that series, yeah, two thousand twelve. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Let's 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 not talk about the sadness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Flyers <clears throat> Flyers are going to be on the Wednesday night hockey twice. Uh, once against Boston, once against uh, Washington. And they're going to be on NBC three times. One of them, I know for sure, is the um, the uh, Black Friday matinee against the Rangers. Don't remember the other two, though. They're going to be on NBC Sports Network a ton. Well, but it's it'll be blacked out for us in Philly. Yeah, no, but like uh, just because they'll just nationally, be, they're JJ. They're on a lot. They're on a lot, yes, but for our area, it doesn't affect us. It's true. Well, yeah, they, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited to you know break it up. I mean, I I want to hear. Jim Jim Jackson like all all the time. I miss his voice. I miss his I enthusiasm. Jim Jackson the Dorados. And uh, honestly, I just want more Keith Jones. I don't really like Bill Clement. Bill's fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind Bill. Whatever. He Bill, says some stupid things. But... Bill tries to be cool. That's and the then, thing. Then does like a runoff sentence that just goes on and on with no payoff. And then he circles back to talk about how great Andrew McDonald is. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good hot take material from Bill, but I don't mind it. His hot take material isn't good. So. It's, it's there. Like you're, 
it's your general hockey media guys who love the heart and grit and like oh Andrew McDonald fills his role so we really like him because he doesn't have any most grit. of them. Well, he's like a leader or whatever, you know. He's or, like um, a leader. Like a, <laughs> he's just a like veteran. It. He's a presence. Yeah, you know what it is. Exactly. That's that's uh that's Haxtell's favorite that's, guy. He's veteran presence. Exactly. But that's, that's all why he's so these, hockey, these hockey media people. That's all they did when they played in the NHL so many years ago. So they see a guy like that and they resonate with it. You mean when the NHL was slow and big and yeah, exactly, goofy? exactly in Goonfield. Yeah, so they're like, oh, he's like me, and they definitely needed me on that team. <laughs> we need more hockey to slow down, and we don't need Connor McDavid. Wait. Well, I mean, he did make the playoffs. Uh, we had well, Zach I mean, Ronaldo for years. They, you know, there was a Jody player. Shelley. There yeah, was a player people that just had no Gretzky that was pretty fast and scored a lot of goals, had a lot of points. True. Who's that? That's we're not going to talk about that today. That's, <laughs> um, no, that's, that's a podcast for another. Time. I don't know. Drew just wrote off uh, the ninety years prior to the last decade of hockey, saying it was bad and slow. So I had to like I don't the know. majority of it is Wayne, Wayne so. Gretzky was fast. Everybody great. else, is slow. Pavel Bure. I mean Lemieux, they were fast, but like. I don't know, man. There's a lot of goals in the 80s. I mean, I know the goalies were skinny, but... The, the biggest problem about, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s is there, there there were these players that weren't here called Russians, and that's where that speed hockey, the finesse hockey, came from. And they just didn't really let them. That's why, like... The Russians lost to Canada a lot. Man. Russia dominated yeah. for a very long time. In the Olympics. In any international play. But there was, was there was a there was a series. Bobby Clark broke a guy's leg. They, we literally beat them off the ice. The Flyers did. Well, no, Bobby Clark broke a guy's leg as a member of Team Canada. Oh. And Canada won the game. Yeah. I mean. Because he was a goon, Drew. Yeah. Welcome to 70s hockey. So so I'm just saying, you're, the, goon, the goon style beat the Russians, and the Flyers beat the Russians. Well, they the Flyers them, literally them broke quit. them. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut, though. Okay. So, yeah. True. Would you rather watch goon hockey or finesse hockey? Uh, you don't want to ask me. You'd rather watch goon hockey, dude. That's, that stuff's fun. I've I've already admitted that I'm a um a Neanderthal when it comes to being a hockey fan. Like I, it's I like it's fun. Do you but, ever see Devin play in real life? He does get beat up a lot though. I he get gets beat, beat up. up. He doesn't do the beating. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, like literally, somebody on our team will be like, "Yo, fuck you," and then they punch Devin in the face. Yeah, and it's usually not even his fault. It's, it's usually never... Pito's fault, but nobody <laughs> yeah. knows who these people are, so... Right. <laughs> Anyways, I, like, uh, goon hockey is fun, like, once every 20 games, but I'd rather watch finesse hockey. Dude, one of my favorite games ever was Flyers versus Ottawa. Is a 500-and-some-odd penalty yeah. minute game? like, how much... I'm just saying, I no, I love finesse hockey, too. Like, I, I love watching Connor McDavid and, and Claude Giroux and all that stuff. I'm just saying, like, you know... I also the, like the watching two to one games, one nothing games where it's just defensive battles. I love the big entire hits time that don't require a penalty, but now you can't same. So like I I I don't I don't like writing it off like oh it was stupid and just goons like yeah I don't like you know the ooh, it was a garage league like no nah, it was fine but this is a tangent. Like, this is a tangent, but you know speaking of not being able to hit anymore, NFL season's right around the corner. 
Huh? Yeah, that's tough. Huh? I, don't, I do not like that rule. I tell you what, somebody's going to break their fucking neck tackling with their head up. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. So, like, you're supposed to, t- like, keep your head upright? Like, I don't even know how yeah, you do You're not allowed to lead with the crown of your helmet, which is how you learn to tackle. Head down on the ball, shoulder to the chest, wrap your arms and drive. And it's not, but it's not a head foul head. if a player even lowers his head to initiate any kind of contact. It could Correct. be anywhere. Correct, not just tackling. So how do you tackle Gronkowski low without having your head involved? It's just – it's a I, part of the body. I don't understand. And the other thing is if even if you – like if somebody adapts their way, think about how like how cumbersome shoulder pads and a helmet is. If you put your head up and you run face first into Gronkowski at what, what, 10 miles an hour each way, you're going to break a fucking neck. You are. Absolutely. Uh, also, it's, the way the rule is written – it's supposed to be called on both sides of the ball, but like that's I correct. I haven't seen it called on an offensive player yet. And every single play, it looks like the offensive player is lowering their head. Like it will be like very rare. You brace their head, you lower your head. So like I don't know what they want the players to do. It's like think, aesthetic. Think about guys like Darren Sproles who are tiny little bastards. How are you supposed to tackle him without getting low and lowering your head? I don't know. Win the game. Give him the ball. Let him just run through with his head. Low. Yeah, because he's going to gain fifteen yards on penalty. Yeah. On penalties every single fucking time. It's the well, most ridiculous thing. In peewee football, to yeah. run on your own offense to be low. You want yes. your center of gravity to be low. Yeah. So if an offensive player is running at you and gets low to embrace for a hit or to like basically run you over, how are you going to tackle somebody that's lower than you? You can't be higher. You're going to get run over. Yeah. I so, mean, it's – it's. It, I, I, I think it. they're trying to make it safer for concussions, and I think they're making no, they're it 100 times da- more dangerous. They're not trying to make it safer. What they're, what they're doing, it's – this is a middle finger to the players pursuing the league. That's what this is. The, the NFL and the NHL both got sued for concussions. So both sports have reacted by making it's, rules make them so they can't be sued. So this is so the NFL can say we weren't neg- negligent. We made a rule to prevent concussions. That's it's, what it's a textbook overcorrection. But it has nothing to do with the player's safety. Like, they don't care about that. The, all well, they care about is... I think it's because of the Ryan Shazier injury, straight up. Mm, that could be it. I mean, the man... I think it's just because of what they've seen happen to him, they don't want that to happen to anybody else. I mean, yes, it is for concussions. Well, when you watch that hit, he uses the crown of his helmet yep. into the guy's ribs. For those which... of you who don't know who Ryan Sager is, he was a middle linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers who led with the crown of his head and was basically and paralyzed. It was, a, it was a textbook tackle in the old rules. Yes, was basically it was a very good tackle. Paralyzed for what six to eight months and is barely walking now. He still needs uh, assistance. Still needs a cane. Um, this was last season that he he had this injury. Um, yeah, that very well could be just their cor- correction for that, so that doesn't happen. And again. I get, I get that, I get that part of it because that yeah. tackle is a textbook tackle, and if you're going to change that rule, but you can't change it so that it's a flag every play. If it's accidental, I feel like that should be just thrown away. Yeah, but when I, you're leading with the crown to make the tackle, and then yeah, it's just judgment call. That's the hard part. You're going to ruin some games. The the one thing I like in the the NFL said like going into the preseason, they're going to call it all, every single time just to like get the players accustomed to it. So I think I mean there's a very good chance that when the regular season starts, you're going to see that call maybe twice a game instead of that, every single fun. town. It's I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting. 
And then, and then what? They're not. They're going to call it fifty percent of the time. So they're going to call it randomly on a big play. Right? Well, it's not, it's like the catch play. rule. It, I mean, now they have more defined rules, but you know, for the longest time, nobody knew what a fucking catch was in the NFL. True. And it's it, it's literally game by game that it's it's catch one day, it's not a catch the next, and it's it's one of those things where judgment calls are great and they need to be in sports. Because if it's if you don't have judgment calls, like what what's where's the human aspect of it? Then you're basically just playing a video game. You know what I mean? Where they well, have defined lines and it's those judgment calls kind of what legal saver in the Super Bowl. Yes, but, but they went that two way of because them, I was like, oh. if you look at it though and look where they move the rule, it's now no doubt a catch in the NFL. Oh, correct. Yes. So they were getting that in line. Unfortunately for us, for, unfortunately for the Patriots, they did it in the Super Bowl. Right. So, um, you know interesting. What, you know what this this hit rules? I have a feeling it's going to be a lot like goaltender interference in hockey, where like after every single goal, and now when we watch a hockey game, you're like, eh, I don't, I don't know if this is the goal yet. Like, yeah. no matter what, you're not sure. You have to wait until they drop the puck before you're like, all right, it's a goal. Like it's going to happen in football too. After every play, like. It's all, football already has a lot of flags where after every play, I'm like, flag, 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 yeah. no flag. Now it's like, it's definitely like you're just always going to be expecting a flag. If they don't lessen it, like the, the NFL is so worried about losing ratings because of all the protests and all that kind of stuff to the uh, national anthem, <coughs> they're going to lose double or even triple the amount of viewership because of the, the amount of flags are going to be called because of the tackling if they don't lessen it by... They're finding a way to alienate every single segment of their fan base. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy. It's it's insane of how alienating the NFL is towards their fan base. Where, like, I mean, the NHL, everybody hates Gary Bettman, but everybody's kind of like, we see what you're doing, we understand it, let's keep moving forward, let's go. You know? Goodell's Whereas, like, not making a very good name for himself either, though. No, Goodell's I don't like Adele either. I don't think anybody yeah. likes any commissioner. Baseball hates theirs because they're trying to speed the game up, but they're doing it in dumb ways. Uh, I think the basketball commissioner is pretty popular, actually. NBA's. Yeah, nobody liked David Stern, but I think they like the new guy. I think only Philadelphia doesn't like him because he fired Hinky basically, and stepped True. in. True. But, but like, I think the rest of the league is pretty happy with what he's done. Plus, he also got them like a massive TV deal that – Made yeah. Go up. Well, he's Adam. Or Adam is pretty new, though, right? Like, yeah, like within uh, the last five four years. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's. I think he's done well for the NBA. Uh, yeah, I, who else is from the NBA? But who? what do you change in the NBA? The NBA has been the same for years. So yeah. there's like little tweaks and things like that, but there's no like new rules. So no, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't even really understand the rules. I don't like. I don't like you. the NBA. Period. Well, you know where Gary Bettman's from, right? He's from the NBA. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. I didn't know I didn't that. And yep. that explains a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's a basketball guy. He was uh, like the assistant to the commissioner or something. I don't know. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was, he was a NBA guy. Wow. And he was hired by the NHL to make the league better. And yeah, I guess you can't really argue. He turned the league into a billion dollar league. So yeah, he's yeah. also had three lockouts under his belt. Heading for a fourth. Uh, at 100% heading for a fourth. I, I, I actually don't. I think they'll – they have to not. But look, that's another conversation. For another uh, that's that's another conversation. Chris, do you have anything on the on the hits in the NFL? Is Chris dead? Uh-oh. 
this is an awkward transition. So we may have had some technical uh, technical difficulties. You know, we definitely did. We we did we did we lost Kush for a little while. Uh, um, we found him. Am I back? He's back. Uh, so Kush, thoughts on so, the NFL hit rule? Uh, it's stupid. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that about sums it up. That <laughs> sums it up. Uh, That's basically the gist of it. Although I heard they're trying to. They're trying to wind it down. They were they went really hard in the first couple weeks of preseason, and then they're trying to dial it back. They just want to send a message, but yeah. still, you're gonna have a big call go the wrong way, and it's gonna. It's you know what? It's gonna go the wrong way, and it's gonna go in favor of the Patriots <laughs> because that's how it works. That's just how it goes. Like if oh, you absolutely. if you look at the catch rule, we we're talking about the catch rule. If you look at the, the, the before they revamped the catch rule this off season, look at last year the Patriots. Won three games because of the catch rule. Very true. Three yeah. calls went into their favor. One one went into their favor that they scored the touchdown. Literally two weeks later, the same exact thing happened, but it was they were on defense and the call went in their favor. The same exact, almost identical. It's insane how it worked. Like there was actually a, conspir- a conspiracy theory out there about it. It's a whole thing. It's mm-hmm. it, it was then proven, you know, false. When the Eagles won the Ooh. Super Bowl. While we're still on the NFL. We're going to be on it for a while, but yes. Give me some tips for fantasy football. I'm joining fantasy a league this year. football <laughs> tips. Joining a league this year for the first time All right. ever. Draft right. running backs no. first. Draft running, running backs, backs first. first. They, they're tough to come by, and somebody, and there's only I me. 10 to 15 good ones. So, And make a plan, because I didn't. And I drafted Golden Tate with my second pick. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, God. Did you get auto-drafted? Is that what happened? No, no. You, no, that's I, not an auto-draft. live draft. I don't do fantasy football. And oh. I was like, shit, shit, shit. So, yeah. see, made a terrible pick. see, what I did was I picked a running back for my second running back slot that's not the starter. So then I had to go pick up the starter. Ooh. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's, it's my uh, my director though. He drafted two quarterbacks at the same bye week. So, well, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you have to watch out for bye weeks too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, pay attention to your bye weeks. That's very important. Oh, God. There's like a just print out all the ESPN cheat sheets. But there's a good and bad for Wait, bye weeks. The same. Is week. is it is it online? Like, are you doing it live? Like, sit down live? Or are you doing it all online? Like we did our family, yeah tomorrow. Like we did our. Tomorrow, well, Friday at nine. We're Friday doing nine. doing a like you know. I think it's through ESPN. Okay, not but you're not sure. sitting down oh. in a room with everybody. No, nah, that makes no. everything easy. They put all the buys yeah. up there for you. But like yeah, like George said, there cool. is good to buy. There is. Like you can match up like your quarterback and a wide receiver. If you could do that, that's a good thing. Um, or because you know, then if you're you just so points. happen to put four or five guys in the same buy, then you lose one week and you're good for the rest of the season. So true. It's not the end of the world, but you don't want to exactly right. do that. And uh, George, give them a sleeper pick. Actually, George, give them, give the whole our fan base, all six of them, give them a nice, oh, pick. All, give them a nice, a pocket pick, a sleeper pick. Uh, it's not really a sleeper, but I really do think Jimmy Graham's going to have a great year. Just okay, that's not a sleeper. He's a name. Give us, give us something better. Give us, give us something good. I don't know. Put him on the spot. Goofy. Yeah, you really are putting me on the spot. <laughs> right. Well, I was kind of hoping like you could just give us something good. 
You know, you know, when we try to get Ron Hextall on, he's going to listen to this episode and be like, wow, they're really rude to their guests. So I'm not okay. <laughs> All right. That's now, honestly, when I get Ron Hextall in here, I'm just going to ask him what it was like to chop Chris Chelios because that's all I care about, honestly. Oh, but you don't like goon hockey. Yeah, but I like <laughs> that. Point. Proven. Goon, goon hockey's fun, but not all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 yeah. I would, I'm surprised uh, that let's say, I'm let's just go with hockey debate side while Drew isn't. But then if we were talking about Corsi, we flip. Corsi <laughs> is dumb. Amazing. Corsi Amazing. and fights are dumb. <laughs> no, one ever, no one has ever had that simultaneous uh, cake. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got, I got another little tip for you. Don't pick Eagles just because you know Eagles. Like it doesn't. I mean, like Carson Wentz, yeah. Uh, Jay Ajayi, yeah. Jake Elliott, sure. Oh, I was just going to draft the whole Eagles team. Listen, we had a guy do that we one We did year. have that. It did not work out very well for him. Yeah, he went like 2-13, 2-12. Once you the playoffs, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. So don't do that. Don't don't go too heavy on guys just because you, you think you like them. You think you know them. All right, so what are we uh, we're talking about the Eagles schedule or something? Oh, right? we're going to talk about Eagles football here, ladies and gentlemen. We're not just about the Flyers. I know it's Wizwood hockey, blah, blah, blah. But it's the offseason. We don't know what else to fucking talk about. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl 52 champions, Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. They are the Super Bowl 52 champions, and they're going to strive to do their best to get Super Bowl 53 under their belt as well. So I've – I've tasked these other three gentlemen. That's why we brought Jordan. He's pretty pretty smart with his football stuff, let me tell you. Um, pretty terrible and pretty dumb at other stuff. But that's a whole other talk for another day. Right? right? What? <laughs> so we're, uh, we're going to break down the Eagles' season. Not fully in-depth, you know, just kind of a, a general record. I'll, we're not going to go game by game, but I'm going to give out the schedule because we got some time. we got some time to kill. And we're also going to give our standout players not named – Carson Wentz, one on offense and one on defense. But I tell you what, if you picked Carson Wentz on your defense, you would have been pretty dumb in your own, in like your own right. All right? Sounds good for everybody here? It's fine, but I think yeah. the first thing we should talk about right now is injuries, just because injuries. there is a lot. There is a lot. Let's bring up the injury report here. And it's, it's – I, uh, I wrote down some key injuries. You over. Just... Let's start us off, kid. So I got Carson Wentz, obviously – Carson Wentz, everyone knows he's week to week. He might play week one. Right. But that's a private decision that Doug Peterson said that he will go over by himself and his coaching staff and he will know 90, about 90 minutes before the game. So. But it's good. You want to throw. Who, right. who are you playing in Atlanta? Yeah. So you want to throw them off. Yeah, you're, you're throwing their game plan off, which is good. So, I mean, they still obviously have tape on Carson. They have a lot of tape on Nick Foles. So I think. They still will have a game plan against us either way, but and then yeah. But now they have to prepare for two, right? Yeah, than... right. And then we have Alshon Jeffrey out till week three, at least week three, at least. Yeah. So uh, talking about wide receivers as well, we brought in Kamar Aiken and Marcus Wheaton. They haven't even played anything through preseason, so there's two big name wide receivers that could step in, and they're not even playing. Kamar Aiken's currently on the injured. Unless he's questionable with right. the hamstring injury. Yeah, he should play, though, the, uh, versus the Jets. He should play. Mac Collins, another Mac one. Mac Collins has not played either. Undisclosed injury, though. That's a scary thing. Yes. And he is ruled as of right now out. So Right. There's three wide receivers right there 
And Aguilar hasn't played, but he should be back week one no matter what. He, he's back to practice. So Correct. That's Aguilar. So, I mean, th- your wide receiver situation is basically, I mean, Mike Wallace, who just came, Aguilar. I mean, you, you're struggling wide receiver spot right now. It's early in the season, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's good it, to know. At least we threw it. Aguilar? Isn't he, like, have a minor injury or something? Yes, but he's not on the injured route. Yeah, he, he oh, okay. just got back to practice, so he should be fine. But Shelton Gibson has really stood out. He's been playing phenomenal. So that's one guy to watch. I don't know if they're going to have him in the starting rotation week one or what's going to go on with Shelton Gibson, but he's very good. So Yeah. But on injuries, Richard Rodgers, brand-new addition. Yep. Tight end. Yes, they're saying he's week to week as well. Uh, yep, questionable with a knee injury. Yep. And one that actually hurts me, but we have a good backup now, is Timmy Jernigan. That guy yeah. played fantastic last year. Yes, he did. He really stood out. But they're saying he's out for the start of the season. He'll be week to week after week two or three. So we'll see how that goes. It's a lower back injury. That's tough when you're a defensive tackle. It is very tough. Especially when you're, I mean, 300 and something pounds, probably 280 pounds at least. And then you're like jamming up on a guy who's, yeah. who's just as big, if not bigger, than you. Yep. And just right next to him, Brandon Graham. He's been out yeah. too. And he, he should be okay for week one. I think he's back in practice now too. So we'll see about that. Nigel Bradham is suspended in the first game as well. Just one game? Yes, I believe it's one. Okay. They're not 100% positive, but I know for sure he's out week one. So okay, yeah, that, that's tough that. to fill a spot because you don't even have a, another outside linebacker besides like Nate Jerry and I mean, really who's Nate Jerry? Uh, so. Yeah, well, yeah, we have we're we're gonna we might be a little trouble in week one. Yeah, that's, I have them actually losing the first week. So so do I, and we open up yeah, the I season. I think we so open too. up the season uh, home against Atlanta, first game of the year for the NFL Thursday night football. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. At Atlanta, I mean, they're they're nobody to shake a fist at. They're perennial play uh, playoff teams. They almost beat us in the playoffs. They were, yeah, they were Matt good. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan went to uh, where? Didn't you meet Ryan, Matt Ryan, Jordan? At a, uh, like a golf thing? No, I met um, Elite Joe Flacco. Oh, that's right. You mean not elite Joe Flacco. <laughs> you met him at a golfing. He was very a, good. He was he's, a very he good. He was good at the time. He's not elite, though. Well, no, no. I mean, like, golf. He smoked the ball in golf. Oh, he could have okay. switched over and just been fine. So, Kush, how do you think we're going to do on Thursday night? Eh, I don't know. I think eh. – I, I agree with you guys. I don't know if we'll win the, that game. Fan base will go into a panic, but we just had so many injuries, and – Yep. It's not like Atlanta's a bad team, so yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's Thursday, September sixth, first game of the year, eight twenty uh, p.m. Uh, Matt Ryan's yeah. a pen charter boy, so that pen charter, that's where yeah. he went. That's it. Yeah, took me a second. Yeah, week two, um, away at Tampa Bay. Um, honestly, I think that's an easy, easy W. I, I think no James Winston either. He's out. Suspended. He's suspended, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, they have. Uh, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones as their running backs. All they have is Mike Evans. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Ronald Jones is okay. Oh, and uh, Gerald McCoy on defense. Yeah, but uh, Peyton 
Peyton whatever is starting. Peyton Barber. He's their starter. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, yeah. I guess. You know how I know that, Jordan? Because I drafted Ronald Jones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ronald Jones is a standout college player, so. Yeah, we'll see. He was a Heisman finalist, so yeah. we'll see. He absolutely was. See how that pans out for them. Uh, week three, we're back at home against the Colts. Um, I, this is a toss-up. I think it's a win. I think it's a win, but you can argue that if Andrew Luck comes out of the gate firing back from injury, uh, the Colts could be a little dangerous offensively. Yeah, I think the Colts have a little defense to work with. Or Yeah. I don't know. It's inter- that's, they're an interesting team. I think we they, beat them. But... Yeah, I think it's a win, too. I don't think they, their defense is well off enough to beat the Eagles' offense. So. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, uh, what do you guys think, Devin Kush? Uh, what against Colts? Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be. I think they'll be. By fine. then, by then, Carson Wentz will definitely. Well, I'm gonna say definitely be back. So. Uh, week three. Yeah, I think he's. I think he, Carson he should be. Yeah, I think back. Carson yeah, Wentz is playing week one. I think he's playing week one. There's a lot of insiders that are saying he's playing. So, I think he is. I think he could. Um, I don't. Actually, I don't want him to. Against Atlanta with no no team around them, I understand and that. No like preseason games that like, yeah. I, I just don't I don't like that. So yeah, makes sense. Makes what do you sense. think the overall record will be this year? We'll get there. Damn. <laughs> I thought we weren't going week by week. Well, we're gonna. I was gonna say the games, and then George's like, "Yeah, so this week we're doing so it's kind of working." <laughs> Plus, it sounds like Devin's chopping something up over there because he's a chef. Uh, no, that's me bouncing a ball off a wall. Why are you bouncing a ball <laughs> off a wall? Are we not entertaining enough for you? God. Uh, week four, we're away at Tennessee at the Titans. Uh, I think it's a win. Yeah, it's a win. That's a win. They're, they're trash. Garbage. Uh, I mean, they got Mariota, who's, who's garbage. And they've got Derrick Henry. Eagles quarterback, Mariota. Yeah, I was going to say, you put some respect on that name. That was Chip Kelly's number one prospect. He's trash. <laughs> He's so garbage. Did you notice how we always him? He's always hurt. God. He's so it's so bad. So bad. And then week five, we're coming home. Biggest that's game a must. of the day. Biggest game that's, of the that's day. a must win game. We this have game to follow up. up with this game that's... coming up. Minnesota. Sunday, October seventh. It's a big game. That's the biggest game of the season other than Atlanta up to this point. Yeah, must win. Definitely must I win. It, I in you. my book, it's a loss. I have him as a win. I have him winning this, this one. Okay. Are we, Carson Wentz is back by now, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I say we put Nick Foles in instead anyway. A little, <laughs> little bit of flea flicker, just every play. That's Kill okay. Him. Win 42. Uh, he, sure. Nick Foles will trip into the end zone for a safety. But then... <laughs> drop dimes on a wall game. Wait, well, he trips over his big dick. Yeah, yeah, it's the big thing. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, sure. In the, last preseason game in the in the last game. Yeah, yeah. Right I don't know. I think I think we I think we're gonna win. I think I we know. have to win so we can keep talking shit on Minnesota. It helps. I it think be if they win. <laughs> I just want them to win for com- comical reasons only. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I guess if the Vikings win and their fans started coming back at us, like, okay, it's regular season. Well, no, you know what? You know what you say is is how many how many rings do you have that say Super Bowl fifty two on it? Oh man, we're going. <laughs> we're, we're, oh we're yeah, those in their own building, we're gonna be those people 
in their own bidding. How many Super Bowls have you won in yeah, your own exactly. building? <laughs> we have more Super Bowls uh, than you have six. in your own building. Yeah, bitch. Week six, we're back at Thursday night, and we're away at the Giants' first divisional game of the season. The Giants are terrible, though, so we're going to win that game. Yeah, I can have them win that game, absolutely. Yeah. 820 yeah, prime I mean, time, Eagles always show up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what, what the, you've got uh, OBJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's she, it? No. That's that's it? Sterling Shepard. They're a brand new running back. Mr. Oh, Saint that guy. Barkley. It's a shame we have to hate him. Ah. It really is. Loved him until you oh, got it. It's, it's a guy you can secretly like on the side, but you can never admit True. it. You know? That's a guy you want to have a good year, but just take a lot of L's. So, yeah. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting. Uh, big game after that, though. Next week on a short, well, ten days later, uh, Carolina, home against Carolina. Yeah, I think it's a win. I th- I have it down as a loss. I don't know. Nobody on Carolina really scares me, to be honest. They don't have too many wide receiver threats. They drafted DJ Moore. <laughs> they play well, though. They play well as a team. They got Luke Keekley, who, if he's healthy, is the best, be line, best linebacker four, in football. So you're you're going to miss him anyway. But if he's healthy, he is the best no, he's linebacker in football. Be yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. What do you think, Coach? you think we could beat the Panthers? I don't see why not. I'm looking at this Chef- schedule right now. Chef That's the Devin. First, first couple weeks. Chef Devin, what do you think? About what? Uh, he's definitely cooking. About about beating the Panthers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cam Newton sucks. <laughs> there you go. De- Chef Dev, well, quick intermission. About- well, hang on. We'll get one more game. Then we're going to buy. We'll come back in with you. Uh, week 8, we're in London. We're going overseas. The Eagles gentlemen. are definitely winning their buy, by the way. Oh, yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're playing. Uh, we're playing Jacksonville in London, nine thirty in the morning on October twenty eighth. What do you they're, guys think about this game? They're terrible. Right? Ever sleep that game? They're terrible, right? No, they're really good actually. Jacksonville isn't their defense yeah. really good? Yes. 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 Blake Bortles. My, uh, Blake Bortles, right? That's why. I... Blake Bortles can be fantastic. Sometimes it's not. They're gonna win. They have. Uh, Devin, we've got a live question for you during our bye week. Yeah. Uh, Tim Tam would like to know what you were cooking for dinner. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but the exact same thing as I was cooking on our last podcast. You're Whoa. making tilapia? And I, what are are the odds? That I haven't had tilapia since the last time we recorded and <laughs> wasn't planned. So oh, I don't eat tilapia every night. God. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's it's you're right. It's not every night. It's tilapia and then it's chicken alfredo. Well, he planned it for the the podcast. No, no, Alfredo is a special dinner that I make upon my wife's request. Also, pregame. Well, that wasn't that was when I was living at home, and my dad would just randomly make it, and I right, eat it. Right, and then you play the best game of your life, and then you don't eat it again before a game. It's amazing how like you think. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, so tilapia again. I just haven't had an uh, important enough game. <laughs> we've had like three championship games since no, then. they weren't as important. Okay, <laughs> we're going to move on. Championship every season. I can't just whip it out for every championship. It's not true. Uh, week 10, we played Dallas for the first time. We're home. It's a Sunday night game. It's a win. Dallas trash. Dallas is at home. Yes, it's a win. Yeah. Prime time. Dallas, yeah. they've got Zeke. And Sean Lee. 
That's it. Yeah, let's Dak not forget about let's not hey, forget about Des Bryant. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> they dropped him, and he only got one contract offer and declined it. Yeah, what's Cleveland, that? and nobody wants to go to Ohio. I thought his contract what? offer was to Baltimore. It was to Cleveland. That no, was to Cleveland. Are you sure? He turned him down. Yeah, it was like a big thing. He turned down Cleveland, and then he didn't get another offer, or at least he didn't get another offer that he liked. Speaking of Cleveland, Michael Kendricks. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kendricks goes up here and goes, "Yeah, the Cleveland roster is definitely better than Philadelphia." And then immediately gets arrested by the feds for insider trading. Don't speak bad about Philadelphia. Show you. They come and get you, my, man. My favorite tweet, I don't know who tweeted it, but it was like they quoted the story that uh, Michael Kendricks was being investigated by the FBI, and they're like, we're calling out the tight end? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you anything after he said that last week, one of the Eagles players is like, all right, yeah, I'm going to turn him into the fish. Right. <laughs> well, really, yeah, there was already um, – this investigation has been going on for a while, and he already knew about this. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that just good like timing. Say, like, yeah. Why would, you, yeah. why would you like be outspoken in the media if you knew this was coming up? <laughs> like you, you, you set yourself up for failure, there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. He, he made so, a lot of money through it, though. One point two. Yeah, one point two million. Jesus. He's gonna lose it all. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but. So basically, he has a net gain of zero. Plus, he might get prison time hmm. because insider training is a serious white collar offense. He gets prison time. That's pretty much the end of his NFL career. Right? It'll well, only be like five years. Yeah. Seems like... Well, no, it's actually Cincinnati. Another yeah, Ohio team. Right. Jeez, people, why do people go to Ohio? There's nothing good comes out of Ohio. Anyways, moving on. Ohio is the uh, where all the companies test all their products. That's, that explains a lot. Like if McDonald's has a new burger, they sell it in Ohio first. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because but then they're all like all stupid. Of, all of the companies, all the brands have decided that, like, Ohio is where they test things. So they get everything first. But they also get all the crap things that we never see. So, True. like, everything you enjoy and love was probably approved by Ohio. I still don't like Ohio. I think Florida. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like we talk – is that a weekly occurrence now, talking crap on, on Ohio? Listen, if Panarin <laughs> wants to leave Columbus, Dez doesn't want to go to Cleveland – Cincinnati Did I Bengals. This podcast before? No, we were talking about Panarin. Oh, okay, sorry. Before, I'm and I, but, on that tilapia. I threw I threw a ton of shade on Ohio. It was a thing. Week There's eleven, nothing to do out there. I know. Week eleven, wait, moving wait, wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. God damn it! <laughs> sorry. Did you guys see the story? Oh, what is it called? Oh, uh, this this guy is making this insane theme park in Ohio. It's like it's just. I, I'll find it. I have to send the link out. I'm sorry. Holly. They're testing yeah, a theme just, park. Yeah, no. Just, <laughs> just, just tweet it. We're moving on. Week eleven. We're in New wait, Orleans. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> week eleven. We're in New Orleans. What do you think? Newly acquired Teddy Bridgewater. That's not right. gonna be anything, but no, because they got Drew fucking Breeze. Uh, I think it's a win. I have it as a win as well. I think Carson Wentz I don't shares think... his dominance over Drew Breeze at this point. So. I don't think uh, New Orleans defense is going to do what they did last year. I think they're going to be trash this year. I can see it. Kush? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you guys may making some good points. I'll agree with them. <laughs> you can tell which two know football and which two don't really follow all the time. <laughs> it's, called, <laughs> it's called Planet Oasis, by the way. Look it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Planet Oasis. It's hilarious. In Cleveland. It's, it's in, in Ohio. Serious, and this guy is nuts. All right, week 12, 
Uh, we're home against the Giants this time. Uh, I think it's a win. I think it's a win as well. Gi- Gi- Giants are garbage. I mean, they're just flat-out hot garbage. Uh, yeah. First Monday night game of the year, or actually the only Monday night game of the year uh, right now, is uh, home against the Redskins. Week Ooh. 13. I'm a big prime time yeah. guy for the Eagles. I really think they win this game, too. They lost to the Seahawks, though, on a primetime game last the year. The Seahawks are the Seahawks, so they have that effect. It was also a way. Yeah. yeah. But still. I, don't know, I think I think we beat Alex Smith and the Redskins. Because, honestly, it's who, – who's their wide receivers have, now? I mean, they have Adrian Peterson, who is nothing. He's not going to no. be anything. He's old. Sadly, Darius Guy is toward ACL, so that, that yeah, was their hope. Do they have a wide receiver? Um, Crowder, Trump, Jordan Reed. Wow. Oh, Jordan Reed, yeah. Who's going to get a ton of fucking catches so because I mean, like, Alex Smith loves his tight ends. Especially one They have Paul Richardson now. Yeah. It's, we're still going to crush yeah. him. Uh, week 14 at Dallas. We them boys. Wait till Zeke heats up. Uh, this is a hard one, though, because I feel like you go one on one against Dallas every year. I think we're going to beat Dallas because we're going to have the starters in. The only reason why we went one-on-one last year is because we literally played nobody in Week 17. And they still barely beat us. Yeah. That's a, that's a toss-up think, for me, but I think, it, I think he pulled out. I, I think I think we clean, clean sweep them. I, I don't so see. So did you clean sweep not. so far everybody in division? Yeah. Our division's terrible. Yeah. Week 15, though. It's a tough one. Sunday night game. At the Rams. I have this as a loss. Jared Goff. I have it as a win. And I don't know have why. I have this as a win. Yet for you? Uh, yes, they to lost Atlanta. to Atlanta and Carolina. Okay. I, I have this as a win, and I don't know why, but I do. I, it's, it's a primetime game. I think a healthy Carson Wentz wants to exact revenge on the Rams. And I think we're just going to be rolling. I think we're just going to have that freight train uh, rolling when we go to the Rams. Okay. What do you think, Kush? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Do you agree with me or do you agree with George? Because yes. he says it's a loss, I say it's a win. Yes. All right. <laughs> Perfect coverage well, of this well, Eagle season. Did we get the whole season done? Nope, got two more games. Oh, Week 16, home against Houston. I have it as a loss. Oh, wait, I did want to say one thing about the Rams, though. Uh, oh, just, yes. You know, just be careful with Wentz, because, you know. True. I don't think do. they will. Are they going to have Aaron Donald? He's still holding out, right, George? He should be playing, I think. I think they're going to work it out. I think that he's still holding out. Yeah, he is TBH. still holding out. Houston, I, I have a loss against Houston in Week 16. Uh, if... If Deshaun Watson plays, I think it might be. If Deshaun Watson, they beefed I, up their defense. defense. Their defense, is yeah. so fucking good. They beefed good. up their defense. I mean, Lamar Miller is Lamar Miller, and you know you're going to get out DeAndre Hopkins every year. So plus, if we're at that point in mind, twelve and two, well, they, they might not even play Carson once week sixteen, right? Or not even at least not the full game. But yeah, for you, yeah, I got him at eleven and four right now, so. Yeah. Um, and then week 17, we're away at Washington, and I have it the win because Washington's garbage. I feel like I've said they're garbage um, for about 90% of the teams I've said. 
Yeah, so that for me has we're we're not going to lose a divisional game this year. I uh, think I think we go into week seventeen with a eleven and four record, and I think we don't play anybody. So I think it's a loss in my book. I think end up eleven and five. I think Washington's just that bad. I think we end up thirteen and three like we did last year. You have some high hopes. I do. Well, I've got high hopes. I know I didn't participate in the uh, game by game calling. But my prediction is ten and six. Ten and six. Ooh, they're wow! Gonna, they're gonna start. Slow. You win a division at ten and six, though, so you're okay. Yeah, no, they're gonna win yeah. the division at ten and six. So they'll get they'll get their home game. I, I, they probably won't win. They're not gonna win the NFC East. But uh, yeah, I think. I mean, this whole Foles month thing is a mystery. But I'm expecting Foles to get a game or two, and like those are gonna be up in the air. He hasn't looked good. And the team's injured, and then by the time Wentz comes back, I'm expecting to have a couple bad games, being a little rusty, and then so I, I think the first quarter of the season is going to be bad. Everyone's going to panic, and then they turn it around. I can agree with you. Six in a row or something. I can agree. We play pretty easy teams. That's why I think we come out okay. Like Tampa Bay is bad. Indianapolis is pretty bad. Tennessee's bad. So I think you're okay. But like you said, like Foles did not look good. And yeah. Wentz is coming off an injury in ACL, which is not an easy thing to come off of, especially early. So I think you're right. I think that uh, I think we might struggle a little bit, but I think we're going to pull out some wins, so it'll be okay. I've got high hopes. Kush, what do you have? What for the record? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't have them at thirteen and three. That's too. I think think I'm closer with Dev. I don't know if they. They get off to that bad of a start, but I could see them getting eleven or twelve wins. So, so Jared, like, you're what? A, you're eleven and five. Uh, five. Yeah, I'm twelve, thirteen. I could see. I mean, I'm thirteen and three. I'm gonna stick with thirteen and three, but I could see twelve and four. I like. I like how me and Jordan are really only one game off each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll get but it sounds so much different. It sounds I like know. eleven sounds good. Ten and six. Because ten and I'll six doesn't always win. Like, yeah, ten and six always. I think it's on the edge. I think. I think we're gonna win the NFC. Really? I think we're gonna we're gonna have home field advantage uh, throughout the NFC. What I envision is winning the division, getting that first home. Do you, if you win your division, you get a first week bye, right? No. Oh, it's only if you top. Win no top top two um, top two teams. So if you win your division, conference. you play a wild card team. Not necessarily, no. So, best record wins the division, and then second best division winner have a first round bye, okay. and then two division winners will play each. Or each will play a wild card game, a wild card team. Okay, so like if they win their division and don't get a bye, they're playing a, a wild card team. That's correct. Okay. Well, anyway, so I think they're going to get a home game, but then Wentz is going to have to win on the road, and he will, and then they'll win the Super Bowl again, and then for the next ten years. They're going to win 11 straight Super Bowl. There's only like four teams in the NFC, though, that really stand out. And that's the Packers, the Rams, the Eagles. And I'd probably put the Vikings there, too. See, I don't think the Packers are going to be that good. I think they only have an offense, and they don't have a defense. I think they're probably going to be a good regular season team, but they're not going to do shit in the playoffs. Are the Packers better than the Panthers? No, I think the Panthers are better than the Packers. They have more threats offensively, like consistently. They have a better defense by far. I think the top four teams in the NFC are the Eagles, the Rams, the Vikings, and the uh, Carolina. 
the Saints are there. Maybe too. Seattle. Nah, Seattle's gone. Yeah. That's me exploded. Yeah, see, they exploded. That's true. They did. They lost Richard Sherman. I forget what Chancellor. Yeah, well, he retired. That's a shame. He was the best safety in football. They have no running back. They have Doug Baldwin. No tight end. They, they're gone. Yeah. It's going to be going to be interesting. And then, I mean, you can maybe argue the Falcons could be top four, but yeah. Meh. Meh. Like, divisionally, Eagles win the NFC East. Do you hear this? Vikings win the NFC North. This is me peppering tilapia, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Rams win the NFC West. And then the NFC South is a toss up between Atlanta, Carolina, and the Saints. That's a tough one. Although, I have one more thing to talk about, too. It's a little, little thing. Yeah. But it's the biggest thing in somebody's career. Christian Hackenberg is playing the biggest game in his career. Tomorrow night to make to make the Eagles. He could, if he makes the practice squad, even tomorrow night will be August thirtieth, and we're recording this on August twenty uh, ninth. So, Correct. Uh, if you're listening to this day one, it would be tonight, actually. Yes. So, if he doesn't play well, I don't think any team picks him up. He's, no, probably not. He might. He's gonna go sit on the couch somewhere for the rest of his life, or he might go to Canada. He might go to Canada and play in the yeah. CFL. Which is just terrible football. Even Canadians hate the CFL. It's amazing. I like Chris Nackenberg, um, though, so I hope for the best. Real, real quick, who do you think is going to come out of the AFC? Um, not named New England. Um, I, I don't know. The AFC is hard. I, I guess the Steelers have a good shot every year. The Jaguars are very good. I think the Jaguars come out on top, but I just don't have faith in Blake Bortles, so... Yeah. So, real quick, um, I, I think it's it, between uh, Houston, Pittsburgh, and the Patriots. I think Patriots are going to win the AFC, though. I think yeah. it's going to be Patriots, Eagles, Super Bowl once again. Um, but real quick, because we're running a little short on time here, we're going to move to the Eagles standout players. Um, I'm going to throw this to Dev first. Uh, of course, the, the, the caveat was not named Carson Wentz. Um, one offensive, one defensive player. Devin, what do you got? Corey Clement. Who? Corey, Corey Clement. Yes. I like a, that. A jaw is gonna get hurt. Wow, that's that's an aggressive thing. Yeah, he's um, and he Corey Clement's gonna take over and he's gonna blow us all away. George, or, uh, sorry, defense uh, for you. I'm gonna take the easy one and go with Fletcher Cox. Oh, oh you Cox. bitch! <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can share. Kush, you got for offense. Uh, Zach Ertz probably. I mean, he's really yeah, good. He's that's, that's a great great pick. I mean, he's. Fantastic. Uh, defensively, Fletch Cox, I'm assuming, since yeah, he went, I mean, he's ah, a, you son of a... He's a monster. I mean, Jason Peters is going to be back, right? Yeah, he should be. Yeah. So, I mean, he could, uh, he could have a good year, I mean, too. who doesn't love Long Cox, as Fletch likes to say, when he players up with Chris Long? George, he got offensively. Uh, I really like the Zach Hurst pick, but I'm going to go with Jay Jai here, just because the Eagles have a fantastic line. Corey yep. Clement's a good compliment, but I really do think Jay Jai is going to take off. Yep. And who you got defensively? Uh, Sidney Jones. I think Sydney Jones. Ooh, I think, ooh, spot. That's not announced yet. I think he wins yeah. that spot, and I think he proves to you that he's a fantastic <laughs> corner in the league because I know you were down on him. Yeah, um, I've got Zach Ersa offensively. <clears throat> That's an easy pick. I, I think he's just the best offensive player not named Carson Wentz every no, single no week. Dallas Goddard. Uh, nobody wants Dallas I mean, Goddard. No. Defensively, uh, Jordan Hicks. Whoa, 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 whoa! Step up this year. What? I was gonna say. 
I want Dallas Goddard on the team. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He's the second tight end. He's gonna catch. He's gonna catch eight touchdowns. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, Jordan Hicks for me defensively. He's coming back off of injury. He's got to prove himself again. Um, he's got really no choice but to stay healthy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all the time we've got. We ran it a little, little I, short on time uh, this I week because we kind of rambled prolong, about a lot of stuff. I do want to prolong the podcast for a few more seconds because I feel like we need to mention some sort of Phillies take because they're kind of choked. Uh, right they're now. blowing up right yeah. now. Yeah, they will get a wild card spot. I think so I, too. They're they're not in a wild card spot yeah, right now. Like, I, I, get one. I think they're gonna they're gonna turn it around. You think Aaron Aaron Knowles can carry them? No, he yes. couldn't today. Or he couldn't. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, that exactly. is true. He pitched seven innings, one earned run, and lost. Dude, he's so that's, good. That's the problem. You, Dude, when he you're struck not out playing. Bryce Harper three times. Dude, and that was yeah. I was so frustrated. I watched that whole game last night, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I stayed up for like eleven. <laughs> Game started at like seven, just to watch him walk off. Forever, and it was <laughs> yeah. like eighth inning. Everything just blows up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening, right. chiming in. Thank you to Jordan for being our guest this week. Let's give him a hand of applause, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jordan, however, doesn't like tweet. He has a Twitter, but he doesn't tweet anything, so he doesn't get mentioned in this. Um, if you'd like to give us a follow, we're at Wiz underscore Wit underscore Hockey on Twitter. I'm at the Big Drew ninety two. Devin is at Devin S ninety three, and Kush is at Flywalker nineteen seventy five. Questions, comments, concerns? Send us an email: WizWitHockey at gmail dot com. We've been WizWit Hockey Podcast. Thank you very much for listening in. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. See you.